Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is News Radio 105.9 WBBM's All Local. Listen and subscribe for Chicago's most up-to-date news each weekday morning and afternoon. Now from the WBBM Newsroom, these are the most important news stories from the Chicago area. Our top story this half hour, over the last month, workers have been forced to close public libraries in Chicago and across the suburbs, all in response to what appears to be a string of coordinated threats designed to keep people away from the facilities. Today, WBBM's Bernie Tafoya tells us advocates for public libraries are condemning those threats. The American Library Association says libraries are meant to be a safe haven, welcoming of people who believe in the peaceful exchange of ideas. The ALA says the rising attacks on America's libraries pose an existential threat to the cornerstone of our democracy. Library Association Executive Director Tracy Hall. It's very, very concerning, and of course, it is a pattern that we don't want to see repeated or continue to grow. Ed Yonka of the American Civil Liberties Union. I think it's not an accident, I will say, that this week there was a major hearing in Washington, D.C. on book bans that very much featured Illinois. Uh, And then the next follow-on is libraries in Illinois being threatened. Tracy Hall of the American Library Association says the threats against libraries should be a call to action for people to stand up for libraries and use them. Bernie Tafoya, News Radio 1059 WBBM. So far, no word on any charges against a loop man who shot and killed a 30 year old tenant in his building last night on East Monroe. The man shot and killed was an assistant school principal identified as Abner Joseph. Police said the man who shot Joseph told them Joseph was causing a disturbance, yelling incoherently, and attacked the doorman and another tenant. When the armed tenant told Joseph to stop hitting people, Joseph reportedly charged at him. That's when he was shot several times. Now to the latest on the UAW strike. Workers at Ford's Chicago Assembly Plant on the city's southeast side say they're waiting to hear when and whether they'll be asked to join the history-making strike against Detroit's three major car makers. The walkout that started early this morning targeted specific plants in Michigan, Missouri, and Ohio, but not the Torrance Avenue plant. Jeff Penna has worked there for 28 years. He tells CBS2 it's past time for the company to pay him and his colleagues fairly. People are loyal to this you know, these companies, and uh, we just want to be in the game just like everyone else, you know, and it's, if, if you break it down, you know, the money's made on our backs. The Ford plant in Chicago has been in operation for almost 100 years and builds the Explorer and Lincoln Aviator SUVs. Chicago's Department of Public Health is investigating an outbreak of salmonella. The CDPH has identified 20 people with salmonella infections who ate prepared food from a taqueria in Carniciera, Guanajuato at 3140 North California. Ten of those people have been hospitalized. The establishment closed voluntarily on September 8th, and health officials say if you bought prepared food from the taqueria or the prepared food section of the grocery store since August 29th, do not eat it, throw it away. Salmonella is a bacteria that is a common cause of foodborne illness, and symptoms usually last 
four to seven days. Those symptoms include diarrhea, fever, and abdominal cramps. Most people recover without any treatment. Terry Keschner, 105.9 WBBM. Illinois organizations sharing $23 million federal dollars from the Inflation Reduction Act to plant trees in economically disadvantaged communities. We're at 90th and Mackinac in the East Side neighborhood where the grant announcement was made and where the Urban Growers Collective has a small farm. It received a million dollar grant. An organization called Faith in Place received two million. The Morton Arboretum received 15 million. Jill Koski is the president and CEO. We couldn't be more excited. Um, we look forward to continuing our work together to improve the health of the urban forest in Chicago, the region, and across Illinois. The Arboretum works with community groups like the Urban Growers Collective. Erica Allen is the founder. I am deeply, deeply humbled and gratified by this award. On behalf of the Urban Growers Collective team, all the growers, and all the community members that historically have had to sc- scrape and fight. That squawking you're hearing are monk parakeets found throughout this neighborhood. Mike Krauser, 105.9 WBBM. What if Chicago's more conservative alderman wants to make the welcoming city ordinance a bit tighter for some undocumented immigrants? 15th Ward Alderman Raymond Lopez denies it would make Chicago less welcoming, but he wants to change rules limiting police cooperation with federal immigration authorities. He says CPD should be allowed to hand over to the feds undocumented people arrested or convicted of gang crimes, drugs, prostitution, or other sex crimes. He defended treating people arrested for offenses the same as those convicted. If they are arrested by police in the city of Chicago engaging in those activities, our police just don't randomly arrest people. Our police do their due diligence, especially now more than ever, to make sure that when they're, they're arresting people, that they're arresting them for cause. He spoke not long after the city council agreed to pay out a $25 million settlement for two men arrested, convicted, and imprisoned for a murder they didn't commit. At City Hall, Craig Delamore, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. for two former DCFS workers charged in connection with the death of a five-year-old Crystal Lake boy rested their case today without calling anyone, including their clients, to testify. The prosecution had just wrapped up four days of testimony from witnesses who claimed DCFS failed to intervene despite evidence that A.J. Friend was being abused. With no defense given, the case was recessed until next month when closing arguments are expected. All Local is a production of News Radio 1059 WBBM, Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. Please like and subscribe to this podcast on the Odyssey app to continue receiving up to date news and information.